welcome to another episode of Mary with Sister. I am Gina and I'm here with Possible, my bestie, my lovely friend, my beautiful co-host, Maya. Maya Oshemi. <laughs> Again with the analytics. So I didn't know magic at that point, but my cousin, 
uh, actually managed to pull up one trick from the box. And I use this example every time. She took out, she took a toothpick. Mm -hmm. There's like an envelope inside and she put the toothpick inside and then sealed it and then she broke it again. So you can hear it breaking and you can see it fall. Mm -hmm. Then she opened it and inside the envelope it was still whole. And I could never figure that out. Never ever figure that out. Maya, the look on your face is like... Even you're shocked. <laughs> How is that possible, you know? Yeah. So that fascination, that fascination was like... It just gives you jitters, gives you these butterflies. Oh, wow. It gave me that, that, that emotion. That emotion is what I've been really trying to spread among people. So every time you see it performing, that, those reactions, you see a lot of reactions. Yeah. That's what essentially magic is about. Wow. It's creating the emotion of that thrill and that enjoyment. It's not like an entertainer. I think like entertainers are happy when the club is happy. Like if you make a joke or if you're a DJ and no one is dancing to you, say it to God. You know? You're doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. us. If yeah. we're having our show and no one is interacting, oh no one God. is relating, it feels weird. Someone was telling me they are so excited about us having a live event, then I said, oh my God, I'm so nervous. And then I was thinking about if we do it, mm -hmm. and then we're not as funny in person. I was like, said, Jesus, help us. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're bombing, but you're bombing live. Mm -hmm. So has mm -hmm. that ever happened to you? Well, um... I don't think it has. Yeah. Because for me, even if it's a simple trick, as long as you can get that reaction from people, mm -hmm. that's all that matters. Yeah. So it, it, it loses, it's not about the trick itself anymore. Mm -hmm. It's about what you've created from this trick. Yeah. So I have a question. Is there mm -hmm. a more, okay, now with the toothpick. Yeah. Was there a full toothpick inside that was like. No, I think, I, I can't tell you. Oh, no. Once I tell you, you're gonna lose. Oh. It's true. Once you figure out the trick, you're gonna feel like life's a lie. Like ah, it's just because I think I've watched like magic movies and it's like then I see like it's a fraud or like come on, yeah. this this what was this movie? I think it's now you see me, now you don't. Yeah. I think after I watched it, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like these guys are not magicians for you. Like I don't know why. Okay, is there magic? Is there more to magic than well, you know, just the deception? I think magic is the one career where a magician tells you that like, they're they're gonna lie to you and they do. Yeah, because it's basically a trick. It's I mean, called magic trick. Think about it. Yeah, I know people get mad at magic tricks. Yeah, it's called a trick. Like, okay. The whole point yeah. of working is because it's a trick. It. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's probably one of the reasons I moved away from magic. Yeah. So much and got into mentalism, which is real. So what's As the difference? Now, of course, magic is a trick. Mm -hmm. Magic involves um, anything visual, anything to do with cards. So basically, cards and card magic and that kind of environment is more of a basis, a foundation for everything else you're going to learn. You can't learn hypnosis as the first thing instantly without having a background in magic or, you know, having a background in psychology or mm -hmm. having a background in understanding human behavior. So, from what I, from the research mm -hmm. I did, it means that you've done neuro-linguistic programming? Yeah, NLP. NLP. Mm -hmm. So, is it a course that you study? If someone was to say, okay, I'm trying to be a mentalist today, yeah. is that where they would start? Uh, I, not ideally. Mm. Um, maybe for information, maybe yes. Mm. But if you want to practice for people, mm. it, it's not the it's not I, it's not the ideal starting point. Yeah, it's gonna start simple mm. and it'll grow it into something bigger. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I started with NLP. Yes. Mm. Uh, not, not I, I got into NLP after reading. I had so many mentors in um, uh, human behavior analysis. Uh, this is one guy called Spidey. Spidey. Yeah, you know, in magic, there is it's a whole it's a whole community. It's a, it's a league. There's so many kinds of people. There are cardists. There are extremists. There are um, uh, coin magicians. There are special effect magicians. Like you see people creating effects online like, yeah. using CGI and stuff like that. Mm. Those are special effects. Okay. You know, so like using smoke and then someone disappears or something like that. Now that's more stage magic. Okay. Okay. Oh, there's a lot. There's clairvoyance. is how can I transmit information to you indirectly, that directly without me communicating with you directly. Mm -hmm. How can I transmit? Like I understood. I was just shocked. You shocked, yeah. For instance, let's say you have lipstick in your pocket. Uh -huh. How can I know you have lipstick in your pocket? So basically, communicating. Communicating through your mind. Isn't that what they call mind reading? That now mind reading. No, yeah. Actually, it's very wide. When you come to mind reading, are you using cues? Wait, using... Uh, <laughs> too much, too much information. Anyway, no, I'm just wondering, am I overly religious or am I overly spiritual? spiritual. Because these stories, I'm just like, 
But yeah. but if, if you really listen, it sounds more like psychology than pigs. Yeah, yeah, it sounds more like human psychology. It sounds like a different world. Because I think I I could have been I had the option of being a psychic or a medium if I wanted to. You know what that would be both? Practically just getting a hood, getting a globe thing, and doing what I'm doing right now, but adding something called cold reading. Mm-hmm. No, cold reading. I'm not sure no, 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 no. Cold, cold reading, hot reading. And let her talk to us like we are fine because yeah. I am outside. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine this is basic language in okay. the books? This is basic common language. Wow. It's. Um, because even in magic, of course, there's so many magic videos on YouTube. You, yeah. can, you can learn mm, those. Yeah. But not everything that's accessible, just think about it for a minute. It's there, it's out there for a reason. But mm. there is information out there you're not going to see. And that, that's what makes you stand out. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, let me start with that. Yeah. Coming into cold reading and hot reading, um, from my observation on you, uh, do you, do you like, uh, what do you call it? A lot of people who like stars and... Uh, Oh no, I'm going to say Zodiac signs. I'm not a big follower, but I know what stars are. You know what stars are? Yeah. Do you know what kind of meaning it holds and stuff like that? You know the funny thing is, I believe that when I read the problem, maybe I'm a skeptic. So Uh every time I read a horoscope, I'm like, it relates to my life in this season, but I'm like, I'm going to read it to my life. I don't think it's there. That's called a burning statement. One statement is any sort of statement that applies to most majority of people. For instance, do you have a skull on your right knee? You do, yeah? Eh? You have a skull on your right knee? And you kind of felt it. You felt like it was like... <laughs> do we like know? I, I don't know. No, I'm just thinking. I was like, I'm getting better. I'm like, you have a skull on my right knee. You have a skull on yeah. your right knee. You can check. I wish you could check. But do you? I have a skull on your right knee. On your left knee. Yeah. What happened? Motorcycle accident. Yeah. So, so it's almost a sort of relation oh. towards something because how often do you fall on your knee? How often? Just think about it for a minute. Whenever you fall from a tree, most times it's you as a oh. kid, you doing something. That's so, like when you see it, you're taking a chance that it would possibly be true yeah. that some, it has happened to me or not. Yeah. Someone. For but instance, it has actually. Wow. And it was a bike. Like, 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 wow. So, I'm there thinking, oh my god. Make sure you check. You'll find a scar. Yeah. I guarantee yeah, you. Was, uh, was okay. I just have a scar on your How I got it. You got it I, yeah. I have one, but I don't know how I got it. But also, that kind of information is out there. A lot of times you hear stories about my fell as a kid with a bike. You know, learning how to ride a bike as a kid or falling off a tree and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. It's a very common sentiment that goes around. And we, we find relatability with this kind of information. Mm-hmm. And we create fake, mem- fake memories. Even if they didn't happen, we create these memories and make them feel like they're reality. It actually happened. You know, sometimes you feel like, oh, this really happened. I'm so sure this yeah, happened, but it never existed. Is it like we all have the same human experience? Or Shared experience, yeah. Or want to feel like we have the same yes, shared human experience? Yeah, because probably, let's say for instance, uh, about three months ago, four months ago. Uh-huh. Tell me if I'm wrong, but there's some sort of, it's recently this year, actually. Uh, <laughs> Not even want to work me. <laughs> but there's, there's an element of grief somewhere Sure, if this is to do with uh, someone passing away or an accident but, or health Some, but or something happened something happened but I'm not sure what this is but right now you're kind of reflecting on that moment and you're, you're thinking of a person at the moment it's an individual mm-hmm. an individual and now you're thinking like you see you're looking to the side you're thinking of a memory okay. this is a memory you've already created right now in your mind oh. you found a relationship with grief and loss yeah you created an individual and now identify this memory with this individual oh wow okay so that's basically how the human mind and also, why I'm not telling you anything about you. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. This is not so crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's crazy because I, I also know what you're thinking. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I yeah. wouldn't say it out loud on camera, but you have an idea of what I'm trying to yeah. talk about. Yeah. yeah. Now, in this case, that's called cold reading. Cold reading is building off small statements and building this into a profile that fits something for an individual. Oh, wow. Okay. No, I'm interested. I'm like, <laughs> I like that you're being more open because you smile was so scared. You stay away from me. You know, I just want I don't want to involve me. Yeah. No. Um, but you see how real it is with life. That's what mentalism is all about. Understanding the human mind, understanding people, understanding human behavior in general. Oh, okay. Now, how has this affected your personal relationships and your friendships? Do you um, have friends? Let's start there. Yeah. Because, because people may be like, this man is about to bring me to the... No, of course. Oh, I'm, 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 I
who we think we should be in real sense that's what we are people who are harsh to the to the women and stuff like that deep down like, like, this is just traumatic experiences in the past yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. they were never this way in the past yeah, so why would you why would you hate a woman why would you do this and this and this um so i feel like even people who make fun and stuff like that deep yeah. down they know it's wrong or maybe they even they are different have you ever hung out with guys who they're totally different when they're with their friends and when they're with you as their baby yes. and you're like is this even the same, same man same because what is going on those are like you're very different on twitter versus how you are with your babes you you love the woman you yeah, love yeah, her but yeah. other on twitter you you're, you're not talking different yes you know yeah. it's just all an illusion I think that's why I love my job because mm-hmm. it just involves understanding people and understanding yeah. mind and I, I do a lot of observation I just like observing and watching yeah. and asking questions okay. you know, simple questions don't ask yourselves on a daily basis yeah. um, and we avoid those questions and once we have so many questions in our mind lingering we don't find answers to them react to that yeah. in ways that we would not really know what to do. Mm. You know? I think that's why I have a few friends mm. and I hold them very close. Yeah. And we can meet, we can meet and everything. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say you're not my friend. You might be friends, fine. But it's, it's when I meet you, I'm giving you 100% trust. Mm. No, and then it's more of you going down with that trust or okay. I have, there's like a limit where you know, oh, this is a bunch of that like, oh, It's not healthy or it's not yeah. good, you know? Yeah. At least you're not aware also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People you think you should not trust sometimes. Because we, we, we're in a society where trust is very high. Mm. Everybody's trying to rob you. Everybody's trying to split from you. It's good to be aware, but give them the benefit. Not even, sometimes not even rob you, but people are trying to take advantage, take advantage mm. of maybe, because you're genuine. Like you can yeah. be a genuine true, individual true. and you're trying to give 100% support, love, Yeah. kindness, honesty, and on the other side, this person is not reciprocating. reciprocating the, Or they only reciprocate to the extent that it serves them. Then it's like, like what they're telling you. Yeah, then the relationship doesn't exist because it's no longer beneficial to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's bring it back to you being a mentalist mm-hmm. and now your personal relationships. Uh, I don't think you've ever answered this on air, but have you ever used some of your skills? <laughs> to my advantage. Oh, well, the relationship. You know, um, when you 
get to know somebody at a point of grief mm-hmm. and you're at a point of console, they feel indebted uh, to you for some reason or yeah. committed to you for a reason. Yeah. They find hope in that kind of... I was talking the other day about how pastors work, mm-hmm. how they how they dive into your, your saddest moments, yeah. your brokenness, mm-hmm. poverty, hunger. Um, you know, they look for all sorts of problems that relate to you. Yeah. And if they can provide a solace or solution for that, yeah. they can capture you easily. You know, they have your hope, they have your faith, they have your trust, they have your, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I won't say every single pastor, but it's a good number. Look, look at the society right now. But that's even like with the Shagahola thing. The whole you massacre. Just, like, sad and you... Yeah, how do you starve yourself to death? I feel like church is thrive in areas that have a lot of poverty and yes. slums and everything. Their, their faith is so... Is so it's so important to them. It's, no, it's because you need hope. You need something to hang yeah. on to. But now it doesn't make sense that I work and then I give the pastor like 90% of my funds just in the name of I'm giving back to God. It's a lot. I, I think I agree. Think, think about job story. Yeah. Job mm-hmm. You have to go through the worst of situations just to get a faith tested. You imagine that you lose so much to the point where your spirituality is at stake. I'm very I'm very I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, but, yeah. but you're gonna be tested and I feel like when you're at your worst, mm-hmm. that's when you're supposed to be even more spiritual because just finding solace in God himself, yeah. not in people, but yeah. in God. Yeah. And once you know that you won't you won't feel entitled or by, by somebody else. That's true. You know? Um so in this case, um what happened was um, it became more of a, a listening ear completely mm-hmm. to the point where you forget about what the relationship purpose is about. Yeah. You forget to be who you are. And it's more of a, a help situation. It's giving therapy. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. And like you're, I'm, like you're, you're, you're supposed to be there for your partner. Yeah, you're supposed to be there, but when you're there, when that becomes the, the main agenda of everything, yeah. it changes the whole dynamics. Yeah, you know? um, and yes, you might be building someone, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, that is good for them. But what about you? Yeah, because it's all it's like you're pouring out of your cup constantly. Constantly, you know, and it's going back into you. Yeah, so I think I, I got I got to a point where um we start losing intimacy, things like that. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not the type to like just uh, for me that's for me as an individual. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer having emotional intimacy, and um, if I feel like it's wrong, then I'm not gonna. Yeah, do it. Okay. Because I feel like it absorbs, it, it, it's, it takes energy. Yeah. You know, you share yeah. it, your soul ties. That's it's real. Yeah. It's real. We shall come back to that conversation. Yeah. Uh, you don't agree? Oh, but basically, what happened was so I left. Okay. okay. You mentioned that you don't believe in intimacy without emotions. I didn't say that. What did you say? What I said is, uh, what I said. Now you, I think now you're rephrasing my words. Okay, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> not my words. Okay. Uh, that's not what I said. You said... What I said was this. Um, actually, maybe you can ask the question in a different way. Okay. I can answer it. Um, you mentioned that in this situation that you were in, mm-hmm. it was highly focused on grief and so there was lack of intimacy and other things because it's not taken away from the relationship itself. Yeah, and it comes naturally. It just came naturally. I mean, for me, I haven't... Um, I started dating at 21. Not really dating. Um, but, you know, what I mean, college and everything. Yeah. Uh, you meet people, but have to have intimate relationships with them. Mm-hmm. But you, you're seeing them as friends, you're seeing them as this. So I was actually in a situation for almost a year. Yeah. No intimacy, nothing. Just good vibes, going to the movies, getting ice cream, you know, spending time at the bar and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, things ended, of course, but ended even if we were never intimate, you know. Um, I think it's more of just growth and moving along and like developing and just growing yourself, yeah. Um, so do you, okay. So. Having said that, do you believe, like, can you handle a casual relationship? Well, that's not for you. I can't, I can't handle a casual relationship. Why? I can't just go out there and see. No, I can't. I, I think I'm just incapable of doing that. Is it because you feel like you get emotionally attached? Or? Well, first of all, yes, I am emotional. That's the one, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not not exactly. Because even if I'm not. That's so not something you want. It's, it's not something I just go for, yeah. If I'm mm-hmm. back in college, my friends are like, oh, so why don't you like hear from girls? Let's go here, let's go here. But even if I'm in that situation that I'm put there, like let's go, let's go club, let's go yeah. party, and then bring over to you, you 
place. Yeah. Well, you're not just you're not interested in that. And even if I was put in that situation, yeah, it was so awkward. Like, it gets so awkward to the point where you just want to have a good time. That's it. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't need to involve. No, I get it. I get it. Let's take cards. Let's do this. But 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 you said that you didn't really like start talking to women like that until you were twenty one. Yeah. Are you saying that until then? Were you not finding any women attractive, or is it that? I wasn't interested at all. Zero interest. Like I was not interested. I think I was I was more passionate about my work. Okay. Okay. Um, and I've grown up around women my whole life. Mm-hmm. My aunt, my sister, just women. Yeah. You know, so I guess also getting used to that kind of environment, it changes your whole. Yeah. You know, it, it's basically your experiences in the past that shape you to become who you are. So, um, yeah, just, and of course the energy comes in at some point. Mm-hmm. But you go running, I go, I used to love biking. Mm-hmm. So I'd always be biking, 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 biking. Release of that energy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I've never been into my little, my little, my little action. Damn, no, I have Why, why you ask me that personal question? Ask you a personal question. personal question. So the questions you actually think of like when you sing them on camera, yeah, you're wondering what, what's my man thinking right now. <laughs> no, what? it's okay, bro. No one's gonna fight you. You're a real exactly. It's fine. It's fine. As long as you're paying your bills, it's fine. Exactly. I think that's a different. That's a different situation. If you're not paying your bills, no. But then what? Okay. Okay. This this it's just this. your life. It's your life experience. You can't yeah. take it away from me. You might be disappointed, but that sounds like a personal problem. And that's, that's the generational problem where an African mentality of raising kids where you can't talk about such things. Mm. And you end up thinking your kids are not doing this stuff outside there, but they are. They are. Yeah, you know? And it's better knowing that they are and guiding them and yeah. you know, letting them know they're just assuming. You know, and every, every time I think about such things, I wonder mm-hmm. if. I know it's not the openness of. Like open having open conversations about sex is not what we need people to having sex. They have sex regardless. Whether you talk about it. But sometimes I wonder if I want that level of openness with my kids when I have oh, kids. Would you? Why not? And no, like I'll, I'll be there for them. I'll tell them like this is sex, responsible sex, all these things. I'll tell them. But I think it will just be uncomfortable for me to come to terms with the fact that they are grown enough to do those things, or they are they could be harmed, or they mm-hmm. could be you know all these things that come with being. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In that but you know, also like talking about safe sex doesn't really paint a full picture because you could say these are all the right things to do, but you haven't really said that these are the circumstances you may get into, this is what would happen, this is how someone may try and get you to sleep with them even if you don't want to. So, I think these conversations are more, it's less about like the safety aspect. Yes, you can have that conversation, yeah. but there's so much more to talk about even in that whole space. Or maybe I think I'm okay with having that conversation. The safety aspect yeah. for my kids, but I don't know whether I want to. I'm not I don't want to know your favorite styles. I they, don't involve me. Don't involve me in buying you raunchy panties. I might probably get them for you, but like, but but wouldn't you rather be the one who's getting them as opposed to them getting them for themselves? I know, as opposed to some other person from God knows where buying this. No, them. like that if, makes more sense actually. Yeah. Oh no, 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 like I don't, I don't agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> me, I don't, I don't think my own because, buy my kids oh, such things. Like, let them buy them on their own. Like, I'm, I'm happy for them. You're buying back, you're buying for your kids so that. Like, I feel like the parent-child relationship should be made. Yeah, should be made. Mm, okay. Because uh-huh. I'm, I'm trying I to agree. imagine my relationship with my parents. I'll tell them that I'm going, I'm going yeah. to eat, and they know like I'm looking for partner. All these things, they'll even know. I'll be like, I'm going to date, and I'm just up, and I'm in a dress that's which is mm-hmm. wear and heels, and I'm out. And I've gone with a uh, whatever it is, just as long as I come home, you know. And basically, and I come home because obviously because we have that open relationship. There's no way actually I'm saying I'm home on a date and then I come back after that the next morning. <laughs> oh, where were you at? Because ah, like it's giving children. It's giving <laughs> unwanted pregnancy. <laughs> it's giving another moment. That was my bad. I was just trying to shuffle a little bit. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> So there's that, but then I don't know whether I want to be involved in their sex lives to that extent. Like I, I, I want to know you are having mm-hmm. safe sex. Yeah. yeah, maybe I don't want to know. I just I have told you what you need to know. Yeah, that's enough. Then you can make your then you can make your decision. Okay, I don't think I want to be involved in the sinning. <laughs> I'm using that loosely. Relax. Yeah. I'm not coming for you. I'm not a sinner. <laughs> 
what you did. I get you, but I think the extent of my involvement would be the extent that they want me to be involved. So if they want me to be as involved as in, like you would send me to the shop to buy your condoms, I will, I will go. But also, after what age, that is where I mean, yeah, not when you're 15. If you're 23, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, um, I don't know whether even after 23 I want you to be involved. Because I'm not trying to know you're going to get it on. I know because I'm your mom and probably you'll come back looking a certain way. You're but, right. You're but right. I don't want to know. You're coming back with your eyeliner looking. We already know. We already know. Yeah. You've seen yourself in that picture. What? I think I related too much to that one. No, but we've gone way, way off topic. I'm, I'm, I don't want to say. Sorry. Yes, sorry. <laughs> But as, as a parent, then, as, as someone parents, who's an orthodox person, you think you'd be an orthodox parent? I think I would. Because, uh-huh. uh, and I want to say I would, because I'm, I'm looking back at the kind of things I don't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, let's say, how can you carry your bag or stuff like that. I don't find it weird or mm-hmm. put that bag on my shoulder. And you know, I'm, I'm not going to feel weird about it. Yeah, yeah. It's just a bag. Yeah. I'm not trying to send a message or, you know. Yeah. If. Just the other day I was at a beauty shop mm-hmm. uh, promoting beauty products that I don't even use. Mm-hmm. And people were like, you're a guy, why are you in the beauty shop? It doesn't make sense because everybody plays support. Everyone. Yeah. Just I'm the only guy there. Um, but I didn't feel uncomfortable at all. Mm-hmm. It just feels like you're you you just being yourself in that space, you know? And I feel I feel like even if I have kids, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd, I'd be in that space. So okay. I go for what do you call it? Makeup thingy and she wants to be part of it. Be yeah. Part of it. Yeah. Yes, I wouldn't put so many limitations as towards how it is a parent. But or what makes you a man? A man. I, I mean, there are things that make, there are things that like you have to fix the bones, you have to fix. The no, no, no. I guess that. I get that. But, but the toxicity, like the the ones that are like overly, as in they don't have yeah. a basis, they are just the, like you can't cook because you're a man. So like I, I, I love cooking. Yeah. I love cooking. Are you good at it? Well, that's for you guys to tell. Okay. That's for you guys to tell. Come, you can't go back. I'll be invited. Professional. I'll be invited. We can't come with the camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Brandon, you're going to be there, yeah? I don't think you're going to do it. I feel like you went to Brandon there more than us. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. For real? Uh, we, we, Brandon, he's not covering. Yeah, so, yeah, I love cooking. Okay. And um, I don't mind being the one who cooks in the house mm. if you're working or uh, you're busy at work or something. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my kind of my job allows me to be free. Like I'm very okay. Yeah. So why not? Yeah, we'd like that. Maybe just washing the dishes. I might need a little help there because <laughs> just, maybe just that. It's good on a Sunday weekend. Yeah. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. But if you know you can cook, yeah, and you just need help with the dishes or something, you yeah. can help. But like, um, I, I feel like um, just. I have a little bit mind towards life, doing life. life together with someone. Yes, yeah, yeah, sharing those experiences. Yeah. Yeah. It makes things way easier and pick up the kids. It's not yeah. one person's job. Yeah. Okay. Look at my family. You being a mentalist. Yeah. You work. Yeah. So does it get lonely? Because it does. That's yeah. for sure. It does. Because people get people become afraid of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, people think you can see right through them, mm-hmm. which is the case. Why am I being pointed? <laughs> like I know I had that, those sentiments, but he's a lovely guy. Yeah. I've but he was also very scared. Scared of first one. Yeah. No, that's I've that's the Okay, some people can't make their handshake. But uh, is that because they no, they they're, 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 they're afraid of, I feel like most times it's a means of trying to protect their, themselves from the truth mm. of their emotions and what they're feeling and what they have in their mind. Mm. So they feel like if, you, if they shake your hand, you know that they probably killed someone last week. It, come, it comes up. In fact, mm-hmm. I was doing it. We came to make it like yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, two yeah. years ago. Yeah, and we're playing a game of two truths, one lie. Yeah. And we're identifying who was lying about what and the truth about what. Mm-hmm. And I feel like at that point, people actually realized, wow, like, this is real. Yeah. They're vulnerable. They're vulnerable. Yeah. You put people in the right space to be vulnerable, they become vulnerable. And I feel like I do that a lot. Mm-hmm. So that's why it kind of affects my relationships, yes. Oh, no. Because uh, you're having real talk, you're having real conversations. Uh, not the basic. Someone feels like they can't hide anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's odd. I feel like that's scary. I don't know whether that would be a relationship or not to be in, where the other person only knows, and I don't know because I'm not I feel like yeah. there's a power but, imbalance. Yeah, there's a power Now, if I'm having a real relationship or dating, then I'm exchanged completely. Like, I mm-hmm. stop being this, that, that, uh, it's like a lock that behind me. Mm-hmm. 
I don't want to know what you do. That's your privacy. That's your thing. And I don't respect that. So most times, in fact, I rarely perform this for people who are close to me. Rarely. Okay. In fact, if you ask a lot of my friends, they rarely. Unless they're seeing you on stage. Yeah. But like one on one with them. No. Rarely. Okay. At least that's good. Uh, and even if you're trying to do it, if you're trying to do it, they, there's this whole person who actually catches all the time. And then I'm trying to do something with it. Are you trying to read your mind? Like, no. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, uh, it's, it's just that, yeah. So yeah. I do it professionally. Okay. Uh, people think I do it as, it's a lifestyle, yes, it becomes a lifestyle. And once you get absorbed into it, it's, you can't go back. Mm-hmm. So that's a disadvantage. Um, so it affects, that means you're constantly thinking, constantly analyzing. Uh, it's so easy to click with people. To the point where you're not sure if it's a good relationship to be in a world. Yeah. Because uh, they feel like you've touched into a part of their lives where they need you for it. So it can be, they can get dependent on you. Dependent on you, yeah. That's a burden on you. Yeah. It is. And, yeah. and funny fact is, you know, of course, as you're growing and you're getting into the whole industry and everything, there are people you want to meet out there. Yeah. There are people you always want to meet them. Yeah. You know? And I feel like as a grown, these are people who you can just talk to easily on WhatsApp and just chat with mm. and just have an actual, not, not about anything else, have an actual conversation. I mean, I've had most embarrassing moments. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to know somebody, yeah. you have no idea who they are. And then later on, you're like, oh, this is him. Because like you see, people say on your, on your Instagram, yeah. I was like, oh, you're with that. I don't use the name because that's going to be very embarrassing. But there's one person I met specifically, so I met, I didn't know who they were. I know their music and everything, but I don't know their name. Their name or, yeah, you've not met them. Yeah. Or, you know? Yeah. I love the music. Yeah. So like, it's until I post the photo the next day, and I've even tagged them on the photo. They're like, "Oh, you with this guy?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "Wait, that's him." <laughs> so you were not even there. I wasn't there. No, I was there for the, that relationship. Yeah. You know? That that that. How are you doing, bro? Yeah. Not like all of them, bro. Oh. Yeah. Just like, bro, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess yeah. So it's a lifestyle. So I have a question. Who like who's your favorite right? I don't know. Illusionist, musician, magicians. Um, Darren Brown. Darren Brown. Yeah. What, what what segment of magic is he? Why? Darren is Brown is a professional psychologist. He's a professional psychologist and mentor. This is the type of guy who can go into a bank, convince somebody to rob a bank, like just talking to them. Oh. This is the guy who actually uh, whenever you can go for like a. What they called uh, these sessions with therapists. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He became the, the therapist therapist. Oh. To the point where the therapist is coming. Oh, <laughs> you going for a session. Yeah. The therapist is almost getting emotional and crying. Oh my god, that's a big That's how much control the mind can have. That's wild. That's why that, that happened to me this week. Yeah. Yeah. And then I like, so we had a session, yeah. and then I'm like, "Hi, how are you?" And she's like, "I'm good. How are you?" Then it, you know, those way. So how was your week? And then she's like. And then now we switched it back. But for me, it usually checks because this event this like before I start care about myself, you you try to like ask very specific questions. Yeah. So even with my therapist, we start to care about so how are the kids, you know, it's like can ask Yeah. Then now we start yeah. the yeah. 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 it's a relationship yeah. between you and that person. It's not as much yes, it's professional, and obviously she's supposed to assist you, mm. but it's it's someone you're telling about your life and about you want to ask about Maybe not in detail. They won't tell you in detail because it's your job. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It all comes down to how, to the world, we always think we're the main characters in our story. Yeah. In a sense, we watch a movie, focus on one character. Mm. But the bystanders, who are walking behind the the scenes, who are behind out, they all have stories to tell. Yeah, that's so true. But we never focus on them. And that's why these days, I really like watching movies where, or series. I was just watching Loki. Not Loki. No, no, Loki. Not Loki. The new season. Yeah, new season. You know, in Avengers, you know Avengers. Yeah. Please tell me. I do. Why have you asked me? Like, I don't know. Oh you my know, god. I think there's so much in the main characters Thor, yeah. um, Flash, Wonder Woman, all those guys. Mm-hmm. But then you don't know Loki's story. Mm-hmm. And when you watch a series, you're understanding, wow, I get why you're this way. Yeah. It's that traumatic experience yeah. and everything. Yeah. And we don't see that when we're talking to people. We think we're the main characters always. Yeah, yeah. So true. Yeah, you know, we forget about that aspect. Mm. Where in reality, they have their stories to tell. So, and so even therapists. Yeah, okay. So even therapists have their And they need it. They, they know. They, they need it. They encounter people like us. They definitely need it. They encounter people like us. You say, we traumatize people out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I feel like sometimes we look at people's lives mm. and we compare happiness. Yeah. Oh, this is Kim Kardashian. She must be the happiest person in the world. Mm. The amount of happiness you have right now with the little house and everything mm. might be ten times or tenfold what she's experienced. Even if she has the money. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You know, sometimes you might be a billionaire, mm. but your debt, your debts are billions. True. True. You know, you know that's why you. Yeah, you're not financially stable. Yeah. Even if you have the money, you're not financially stable. Mm. As long as your passive income is greater than your expenses, yeah. you're financially stable. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's true. So happiness is re- it's, it's relative, mm. and you can't compare it with what people have, what people you know how you know them for. Mm. Um, have you ever had anyone like when you try and figure try someone? Have you ever mm-hmm. had anyone not want to come back and like do people die? Maybe that's what yeah, I'm also like that's exactly it. Had someone is it possible no. for someone to die in hypnosis? No, do you know hypnosis? Is? I think there's a whole misconception. Yes, it is only hypnosis is not sleep. Mm-hmm. Hypnosis is not what do, you, what, what do you think of it? What, what do you think in your mind? What do you I think? think it's just um, so I'll put you in a state of a mental state of. I don't know, inactiveness. Like, I'm not as... It's like, as, I thought it was like something like you're asleep, but you're not asleep. Like, you're in between. No. Let me give you a very simple example to explain it. You know our automated response for the body. When you're naturally just doing something, but you're not aware of doing it. Let's say you're... Um, see, like, uh, fidget spins? Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you're aware that you're, you're spinning it, yeah, yeah. and you're looking like, oh, wow. Yeah. It's been spinning on my, arm, on my hand for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's your, your body is... There are two sides to the body. There's the subconscious mind and the conscious mind. Mm-hmm. The subconscious mind is what's not in action during the day. Mm-hmm. Most, most parts of the day. When you're sleeping, your subconscious mind is more active. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. You're, in, you're creating a whole space in your mind where mm-hmm. you're experiencing things. Mm-hmm. Right? So under hypnosis, you're getting past that mental block between the subconscious mind and the conscious mind. Mm-hmm. So your conscious mind is, oh, before you get into hypnosis now, oh, I want to try this. It looks cool. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Those questions you ask at that point. That's yeah. your conscious mind. You're being yeah. conscious about it. Yeah. Now it's up to the hypnotist to get you out of that conscious mind into your subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. Where now you're just naturally going with command to a point where you control. Mm-hmm. Okay. So That's can you hypnotize someone and not bring them back? Like. Well, it all depends on how deep. Or their their depths to hypnosis. It's okay. a basic stage of hypnosis. If you see my videos, mm-hmm. I don't hypnotize somebody once. Yeah. I hypnotize yeah. them three times or four times. Mm-hmm. First stage, first stage is simple, just getting them to relax, getting the trust. Because you can make it looks crazy yeah. making someone come up like a chicken. It happens. I'm sure you've seen this happen online. You've seen them happen, yeah. And you might think, oh, this is a scam. Yeah, of course, the people who pretend. That it's real when it's not because of views in this current industry. Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to make the views in it. But under real hypnosis, once you get to the first stage, which is relaxation, mm-hmm. usually see me touch their arm, making sure they're comfortable, mm-hmm. no tension on their body. Mm-hmm. When you're most relaxed, mm-hmm. that's when your subconscious mind kicks in. Mm-hmm. Okay? And it will automatically just follow plans using things called anchor points. Anchor points are snapping on the fingers, tap on the head. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a shocking action. It's called shocking action. Mm-hmm. That shocking action triggers responses in your body. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as long as I anchor the snap in sleep and your head going down resting, mm-hmm. every time you feel the snap, you'll have an automatic. Yeah, I saw a video on your page and yeah. I was like, wait, is there like it is this? She was there. She was like, I want to see you hypnotize somebody like Yeah. And some I didn't pick the subject. Someone picked it. Some, I think I first was the babe and then she wasn't it. Yeah, she was, she was like, no, I'm yeah. the babe. I am the babe. That's I don't right. even know the babe, but I am her. So you're not open to speaking to us? Nope. <laughs> don't forget And I was wrong. actually resisting. <laughs> yeah. Completely resisting. But you still having a conversation with him. I was getting into his mind. I saw you whispering things into his mind. Into his mind, yeah. Okay, yeah. like, what is this? It's, pop, it's very powerful. Yeah. That is so scary. Ah, yeah. Yeah. But you can't die. You can't die, but mm-hmm. I can keep you in that state for as long as I want. As long as I can make you. She was unable to raise it on. Yeah, we have some movies. It's not a movie or a series on Showworks. Where this lady ended up killing someone and then now they did a hypnosis. She went to some doctors. Hypnotic? No, it's called Forgotten. I'll find the name. Mm-hmm. But she went to a hypnosis. <laughs> she went to a. Uh, what do you call it? Hypnotist. Hypnotist, uh-huh. a doctor, and he 
brought her back to that moment when she killed this lady and to know that it was self-defense, like to mm-hmm. prove that it's self-defense and not, because it took her back to that moment. Is that a thing? That's called hypnotic regression and regression. It's something called regression and progression. Yeah. Hypnotic regression is going back in the memories, trying mm-hmm. to relieve instances that are not clear in your mind, which are a clear picture of what it is. And it's very dangerous mm-hmm. because sometimes hypnotists can input false memories in your mind. Mm-hmm. We've seen killers actually uh, uh, admitting to crimes they didn't even commit. And they're so convinced they did it. Yeah, I was there that night and I took out the gun and I shot him. Mm-hmm. It looks like there's somebody else who's, whenever you go to those police mm-hmm. places, it's not what you think. There are actually psychologists there. I mean, I'm not saying it's legal or anything, but sometimes you, you never know. So People get arrested for the wrong reasons. And you're so convinced the idea of you, mm-hmm. even if you're arrested and put in jail for 50 years, mm-hmm. that, 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 that idea becomes a reality for you. That I actually did kill someone. You're going to feel the guilt. What do I do if I feel like someone is going to hypnotize me? If I want to stop it or if I want to... You have all the power to in the beginning. First stage of hypnosis, you have all the power to. So that's why I said the first stage is the lightest stage. It all comes down to trust. Mm-hmm. If you don't trust me anymore, you're going to say, no, I don't have anything. Okay, it stops right there. But is it because you stop it? If you keep yes, going, it all comes down to first view of hypnosis is consent. Oh, I'm okay. always going to ask you if you want to be hypnotized, if you're comfortable. Okay. I'm going to ask you that question five times. That's because you're a good person. Someone who was killed and is a bad person. You've seen it happening in Kenya. Is that um, uh, liquor store that got robbed by hypnotists? What? Indian hypnotists, actually. Yeah. Yeah, convinced. Is that why they say, they say that sometimes yes. people walk into shops and then they're like, Bring the money and you don't know what to cut you. you just yeah, and just then people will say it's really the drug. Yes. Find that drug. You'll you find the easiest excuse or the easiest reason that can make sense to you yeah. to explain it. Yeah. You know, to this date, people think I used to stage my shows until they see me live. They'll find every single reason they can yeah. to, to make it not, to make it make sense. Which I think is human. Like you, you want to understand things. Yeah. Anything you can't understand becomes a mystery. Like yeah. People don't like mysteries. Okay, I think we're running short on time, so we'll give you an opportunity to ask us uh, anything that oh, you want to ask. Oh, okay. Okay, ask and then I'll ask one more question. I don't have any more questions, but feel free to ask me last You uh, you mentioned that you could be a medium mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us more about your show? My show, my TV show. Uh, it's called Beyond the Veil. Mm-hmm. I call it Beyond the Veil because I feel like in this current human race we have is, is, a, is always a veil blocking us from understanding our real identity. And these episodes, yes, they are they're for TV, yes, but it's also a means of trying to send a message that you have these private sessions for yourself. And it's not five sessions or ten sessions. Yeah. It's just one session mm-hmm. that will change your life forever. So what 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 does it entail? Is it that you talk to someone who's dead or no, is so what happens is in my invitation notes, mm-hmm. you get a special invitation with Kano Axelary. It's very professional. Wow. We have something called the Das for Tatra effect. Das for Tatra. I'll explain it to you. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but it's very symbolic. Mm-hmm. Symbolic in a way that you're creating an anchor for somebody to relate with release, letting go. Because if somebody tells you let go, what does that even mean? What does letting go feel like? You know, you, you can't experience something you don't know. You can't experience love. You can't experience love you don't know what it is, or yeah. you don't know. Yeah. You, have to, you have to experience it, yeah? yeah? So what happens during the show is we have this special <laughs> where you're told what to come with, photographs, uh, jewelry that, make, that has any sort of relation with your memories of anything. Mm-hmm. Let's say you've had traumatic experience at home with parents and everything. Mm-hmm. You can come with maybe a book, always sat in your home. It's a representation of that instance in time. Um, it's optional, though, for some people just refer to it. But Using material, materials is very deep. What happens is now during the show, um, you come, you put you in a separate room with music and then, So I never meet you until until that moment yeah. where I meet you. Okay. That way I don't have any sort of influence over your thoughts. Wow. So you're given a room, you ask you for your favorite type of music, some writing juice. Mm-hmm. When you take about 30 minutes, that run just in your thoughts. Now after that, what happens is now you're introduced to me now by the assistant, where now we begin to bring out names, dates, people in your life. You knowing me or you I'm not knowing you that And that's why it's a mental that's why I'm not a therapist. I'm not a therapist. I'm a mentalist. Okay. 
So now after you've seen, in fact, if you watch the episodes, they're very triggering, very patriarchal explain what it is because they're. And you might think it's a show. It's a show. It's a reality show. Because like, I've watched. You've watched the media. Telehandling. Yeah. Yes, I know telehandling. The Hollywood media. What he does now is he focuses on death. Yeah. Okay. And he tries to bring forth memories and names of people who are passed or messages that are trying to pass. I'm actually so crazy. I'm just like, what? I think that is not scripted. Half the time, I think it's scripted. So can you do that with the messages? I can, but that that's that's his. <laughs> yours is I'm more. Be yours is more for the person and their their emotions. Their yeah. Okay. Okay. Their okay. okay. That's amazing. Because how does being up with somebody who you lost um, and talking about who they are? Anyway, the, the last thing I was about to talk about Shrek Tatra. Just smiling on the notes. So tell us more about the Shrek Tatra. Yeah, I can't even pronounce it. Did I say it well? Yeah. Okay. Um. So I, I found this idea online from an Indian. Um, Chandra. Mm-hmm. Chandra is someone who comes to the emotions and energy. Mm-hmm. And in this case, they take a note, mm-hmm. a note where your thoughts have been written on. Mm-hmm. And then you pump, you pump them in a jar. Mm-hmm. And you have to watch the flame burn it up to the point where it's ashes. Okay. Now that, it's not something that you do at any time. Yeah. It's, it holds symbolic meaning to yeah. let it go of those traumatic experiences. Mm-hmm. It's just like writing down all your experiences that have been traumatic to you. Writing down helps you understand and yeah. feel better. And burning it is an anchor towards letting go. So every time you see a flame mm. or you see fire, you can use that as an anchor point of bleeding out and just letting go. Okay. okay. And this is something we can use even without psychiatric help or without psychiatric yeah. help. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like, even tips. Yeah. Deal with your trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, If I could end it, that is what I would end. 
I think that that would be the first thing. So do you think that would change your life completely? If you could? I think it would would change many things. Because even how I make decisions, it would change how I feel about the decisions that I make. It would change my confidence levels, how I interact with people. I would feel like I'm not faking my way through life. Yeah. That's you. I really was skeptical I mean, like about mentalists and magicians and all of it. But now I'm like, okay, you're all right. You, you're you fine. People. You're, you're, you're cool, cool people. You're cool people. <laughs> and I think, um, like, after this, after we close, are you open to doing a few kind of things, especially for Maya, the skeptic? Good. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, if you want to see that, check us out on social media, follow us on YouTube, our. On Instagram, on TikTok, on socials, everywhere. You can also listen to us on Spotify and all your favorite podcast platforms. Yeah, make sure you like, share, subscribe. Until next time. Bye. Bye.